Hello and welcome to a God-Focused Life podcast. This is a podcast where we are focused on healthy living, body, soul, and spirit. We were made by God and we were made for God. So our life will prosper when we learn how to do life God's way, applying the principles of His Word in every area of our lives, body, soul, and spirit. So recently on the podcast, I've been going through the Bible from the beginning, and I plan to go through the end just highlighting the major stories from the Bible. But I will say this, when you grab your own Bible and start reading through, sometimes the details of what we read become the major parts of the Bible because Holy Spirit will come to us and reveal things to us as we are reading. So I want to encourage you to grab your Bible, get a reading plan, and read some every single day and ask Holy Spirit to highlight the things that He wants to highlight and show you. You will grow in your relationship with God and you will have a deep understanding of who God is and how to live your life according to His principles so that you can flourish and prosper in your heart, in your soul, your mind, will, emotions, in your family life. It will go well with you God's way rather than the world's way. Okay, so I am reading from the Immerse Bible, and what that is is the New Living Translation, and I will say this. It reads like a storybook, but I will probably say this in every podcast because I definitely want to make sure you know this is not just a book of stories and fairy tales and imaginations. This is literally a historical account. These were real people. This is a real God who interacted with real people. And we see their desperation and their need for God. We see their weaknesses. We see God's love, his mercy, his strength, and the way that he defends us and rescues us. We see the way that he gave his son and and the son gave his own life for us so that he could rescue us from an eternity without him. He desired to spend eternity with him. So therefore he created a plan that is above and beyond anything we could think or imagine because he also sends Holy Spirit to come and live on the inside of us. So we get to do life with him. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, picture when we read the Bible and understand, wow, God, even in our weaknesses, you still have a plan. Even in our sin, you forgive and you continue to call us back uh, to you, to your heart, and you you dust us off, you pick us up, dust us off, and set us back on that track. So I want to encourage you, get on the track, if you will, that leads to kingdom living, that leads to the kingdom lifestyle so that your life prospers. I mean, if my destination is to get to New York, I live in Virginia, I've got to get on a track that goes north. I got to get on a train that is headed north. If I go east, West, if I go south, or if I dilly dally and go around in circles or do whatever, I'm not going to get my, to my destination. And the other thing, like God wants to get us to our destination, but he also has 
uh, bits and pieces that he wants us to pick up along the way, things that he wants to teach us so that we learn along the way. Just know God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. And the only way that you're going to fulfill your destiny uh, to the fullest is by applying the principles of God's word to your life, not the opinions of others, not what mom and dad say necessarily, not what others think, not what, you know, society is saying, but literally what God's word has to say. So make sure you are immersed in your word and getting around other people that use the Bible as their plumb line, not their emotions and their feelings and their own theology and, you know, and ideas that they've come up on their, you know, by themselves. We want to be lined up with God's word. Okay, so let's jump back in to the story of Abram and Sarai. They have left their their uh, country where they were living. God said, I want you to pick up. Take, he told Abram, take your wife, take your nephew Lot, and go to a place that I show you. They go to Canaan, and then there ends up being a famine in the land of Canaan. So they pick up and they go to Egypt. Now, while they are in Egypt, we see Abram sin and he sinned big and it caused huge consequences for everyone involved. So he told his wife, Sarai, to lie to the Pharaoh, to lie to the the kingdom. He said, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Let's kill him. Then we can have her. So he tells her, please tell them you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. Okay. So he literally just gives them his wife. And because of that, because God has a plan for Abram and Sarai, and he just truly messed it up because no one else is to touch his wife. And he here he is uh, allowing her to go into the Pharaoh. God sends plagues on the land. And Pharaoh, even Pharaoh understands uh, your God is sending plagues and you got to go. This is what he says. He says, he summons Abram in and he says, what have you done to me? Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister and allow me to take her as my wife? Now then, here's your wife. Take her and get out of here. And Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them. And he sent Abram out of the country along with his wife and all of their possessions. So think about the price that Sarai had to pay because of the lie. I mean, it doesn't go into detail everything that happened to Sarai, but we can imagine, I'm sure it wasn't good. And then the plagues that came even on the foreigners, you know, even on, because um, Abram and Sarai were not of Egypt. So the plagues that came on Egypt at that time, and then they are, are sent out. And so we see Abram not trusting God in this instance. However, we learn a little bit later that God still calls Abram righteous. And we see it multiple times. We even see it talked about again in the New Testament that Abraham's faith did not waver. He stood strong in his faith. What does that mean? This simply means that Abram is a man that is in relationship with God, but he's not perfect. He get he got scared. He screwed up big time. It cost his wife. It cost Pharaoh. They had plagues. There were huge consequences for his mistake, for a big mistake. 
but yet he is in relationship with God. There's a big difference today of the people who don't walk with God and are not in step with God's heart. They don't know his plan. They don't talk to him. They're not in relationship versus someone who is in relationship with God and they mess up from time to time, but yet they know God's word. They know what God wants them to do. And it's like the Bible says, we have to work out our uh, salvation with fear and trembling. We, We are a work in progress and we go from glory to glory. But here's the thing that I want to stand out to us today is the fact that Whatever it is that we are believing about God, that is the measure of our faith. So in in this sin, in this area, Abram was really tripping up on, I don't know if God's going to really come through with me or not, because my logic says they're going to kill me because they're going to want Sarah, Sarai, and that that's his logic talking. And that's what happens when we allow our logic to overrule God's command and God's truth, right? That's why we want to trust God, hold on to God, and depend on him to rescue us. And um, that's That is when our faith increases, when we depend on God. Now, let's go forward a little bit more because we start seeing God give the plan to Abraham. Well, it's Abram at this. I I, I mess that up sometimes. I want to continue to call him Abraham. But at this point, he is still Abram. His wife is still Sarai. But God starts telling him, this is what's going to happen. You are going to have many, many, many descendants. And it even says, and this is right around Genesis 15. It says, and Abraham believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. So God said, you're going to have descendants and Abram believed him. Okay. Abram believed him. Now, a little bit later, we see that God even gives a prophecy of, he kind of gives some bad news along with the good news. He says, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end, they will come away with great wealth. So he is telling him, your descendants are going to be slaves, but I'm going to rescue. And this is the story of Moses, when God sends Moses to rescue the children of Israel from the Egyptians. So God is already prophesying that. It's not even, we're not, you know, we're nowhere near that yet, but yet God is already telling Aram, this is what's going to happen in, in the future. Now, Sarai has not been able to have children. Okay. She's, she's a barren woman. She's not been able to bear. And she even says, the Lord has prevented me from having children. And she tells, so, you know, they've talked about the promise. And so they figure, well, I'm getting older. So maybe we need to help God out in this plan. I mean, how many times have we done that before in our own lives? We say, oh, this is what God wants to do. So let's just go make it happen. So she tells Abram, go sleep with the servant, my servant, and then maybe she will get pregnant and we can raise that as the son. And then we'll, you know, we'll see the descendants come from that son. But that was not the plan of God. Uh, the servant's name was Hagar. She ends up getting pregnant and she ends up treating Sarai with contempt is what the Bible says. And there is trouble in the camp between the two women. So eventually Hagar with her son Ishmael get kicked out of the household. And we see an account where Hagar is desperate, even though she 
was in sin and the, the son was born in sin, God still had mercy and pity upon them and was able to rescue and feed her son, even when they were in the wilderness. Beautiful story. I definitely want uh, to encourage you to go and read that story of how God even sees her and sees Ishmael. And then Ishmael is actually blessed with descendants. There's going to be people, you know, because that was a huge blessing in the Old Testament was to have children that would have children and many, many, many descendants. So uh, Ishmael does end up being a father, quote unquote, and has many, many descendants, but it was still not under the promise of God. Now, we and, and we even see this is right around Genesis 17, between 17 and 18. Again, the it's it's, it's 17. Um, the immersed Bible does not go uh, uh, scripture verse by verse. It doesn't. It reads like a storybook. So I have to look kind of up in the notes to see approximately where this is in the Bible. Um, but he says that. Uh, as for Ishmael, I will bless him also, just as you have asked, I will make him extremely fruitful and multiply his descendants. He will become the father of 12 princes and I will make him a great nation, but my covenant will be confirmed with Isaac. And he's already telling Abram, this is going to be the name of your son, Isaac, who will be born to you and Sarah about this time next year. Okay. So Abram was 99 years old. And God appeared to him and says, I am El Shaddai. I am God Almighty. And he tells him, serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. And I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. He even says, look up at the sky. See all of those stars? That's how many descendants you're going to have. Pretty amazing. Okay, so we want to move forward because... When the news came, there were actually some visitors, some heavenly visitors sent by the Lord, maybe angelic beings that were sending, you know, coming in in flesh form because they looked like three men, but they came to the tent and Sarah overhears these men telling Abraham, Abram, Abraham, he is Abraham at this point, that that they are going to have a son next year. And Sarah ends up laughing. And I, I like this part because yes, we have a bent towards evil. Yes. God is very merciful towards us. Yes. God, you know, will forgive us and pick us up, dust us off and, you know, and, you know, let us go again. But when it's very, very serious, he will correct us. He always corrects us and he wants to draw us back. And he takes this very seriously. And he says, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is And then he tells, he tells him, is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid. So she denied it saying, I didn't laugh, but the Lord said, no, you did laugh. I just think that's very interesting. That's like a pause, a Selah moment. Like, just think about that. Like, no, I'm getting ready to do like one of the biggest, you know, this is one of the biggest stories that we read in the Bible because we are all descendants of Abraham. Abraham was asked to, to be circumcised. This is where we see the circumcision come. And God asked him to cut the foreskin, him and all of the men. And that was to be a sign that they were of the covenant of God. 
So things get very, very serious. And then in that line, eventually we're going to see Jesus come from that line. And we, as New Testament believers, we are actually grafted into that line because of forgiveness and God uh, makes way for us. It's not just for the people in alignment with Abraham and Isaac. It is for the people in the future too, that we can actually be grafted in as God's children. Such a beautiful story. I want to wrap up this podcast, but before I do, I want to point to Romans where it talks about Abraham and his faith and his belief, because this was something that my mentors just just really drilled into me and my husband years ago. And this is Romans 4, 18 through 22, but especially this verse, it says, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Against all hope, Abraham believed. That is a message within itself for us. When God has spoken, when God has given a a promise in his word, we need to hold on to that word and trust God and believe God and know that God is not a liar. Nothing is too hard for him. We just have to wait and see because there may be more details that we're not picking up on. We're, we're, or maybe we want to try to work things out the way that Sarah did or Sarai did with Hagar. You know what? We need to wait and see how God's going to work it out. Because when God speaks and he gives a promise, we can trust that it's going to come to fruition. So let me just read this section of scripture and we'll wrap up. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. So shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. I mean, he was, uh, you know, right at a hundred years old since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Our faith in God is credited to us as righteousness. It is believing God's word. It is believing what he says. It is even when we make our mistakes, we don't put our stamp of approval on those mistakes. We don't just brush it off and pretend like, ah, it's not a big deal. No, when we go against the principles in God's word, it is a big deal. And we do face consequences. Even if there's not this plague that comes upon us, we, there may be a block in our lives blocking us from living the best possible life that God has for us. But until we actually get rid of the sin, stop doing the thing, or start believing God instead of doubting him, we may not experience the fullest plan that God has for us. So I leave you with that today is the the, the thought of really take time to think about that. Am I believing what God has said? And you may even have to take it a step back from that and say, you know what? Have I even spent time in my word to know what God has said? Have I even taken the time to understand his heart, to receive the love that he gives me, to understand, wow, 
God wants me to do and what is it that he asked you? Maybe it was three years ago and you have yet to do that. Maybe it's honoring your father and mother. Maybe it's being kinder to your spouse. Maybe it is praying as a family. Maybe it is speaking life over your children rather than picking them apart and pointing out all of their flaws and their faults. Maybe it's something within yourself that you are speaking ill of yourself and and literally pouring words of hatred over yourself and you are seeing more fruition of those hateful words than what you would experience if you spoke God's words and his truth and his love over you. So take some time, pray, ask God, God, what do you want to show me today? How can I line up with your word, believe your promises and, and really adhere to what you had to say about me and cancel out Forgive me of what I've said in the past. Forgive me of my doubt and unbelief and help me to believe you and take me into that next season of life where I'm trusting you, I'm believing you, and then you actually start seeing the fruit of God in your life. You start seeing the fruit of the Spirit manifesting in your life. Okay, so I hope you guys got something out of this. I hope there is something applicable. I hope you learned something that maybe you didn't know or something stood out to you. Again, I want to encourage you to go pick up your Bible, get an immersed Bible, or go read your New Living Translation, or go deep and go to the original Greek and Hebrew uh, as you're digging in, grab your commentaries, grab your Strong's Concordance, and really dig in deep. You know, you take it to the level that you want to take it and allow God to do those things in your life that will literally change your perspective and change the trajectory of your life, right? In Jesus' name, may that be. All right, guys, have a great day. Have a blessed day. And I'll talk to you on the next podcast.